Come and knock on our door. Come and knock on our door. We've been waiting for you. We've been waiting for you. Three, two, one, zero. Hey, you! Yeah, you! Come here for a minute! I want to talk to you! <clears throat> Mama says you're brain dead, bang your head against the wall. Can't find peace of mind, brain needs an overhaul. Bonehead brain dead. The views expressed on this broadcast of the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show are those of the co-host and guest and do not necessarily reflect those of our affiliates. The topics and opinions on today's show should not be considered as medical, psychological, or professional advice. Take 12 Radio is not affiliated with any particular 12-step fellowship. And now, here's your host, The Man, The Myth, The Legend, The Monty Man. Welcome to the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show. If you're watching on YouTube, you will notice that we have brand new pictures, brand new graphics. (laughs) Yes, indeedy. Tony's here. Good morning. Denver is here. Morning, morning. Marv is here. I'm all tangled up here. I'm having a heck of a time. (laughs) Good morning. He's all wrapped up in his cord. Uh, So on the count of three, everybody sing happy birthday to Tony. Oh, shut up. In in a couple days. One, two, three. Happy Happy birthday to you. That's enough. To you. Uh, (laughs) Thank you, guys. Do we dare ask? I'm 29. Liar. Uh Liar. <laughs> I'm not even going to comment. That's, <laughs> That's okay. Tell Jim he's 40 to make him feel better. So uh, before next week's show, Tony will have had her birthday, so we want to mm-hmm. wish you happy birthday. Thank you. That was yeah. a nice surprise. I needed that this morning. Thank Do-do-do. you. On the 28th, to be exact. Oh, okay. I'll be All right. 29. All right. <laughs> this week's show, step one revealed. Step one revealed. And uh, we haven't gone through the 12 steps in a couple of years on this show. So we're going to do that, and because uh, I've gotten several emails that said we really love been loving the show with the character qualities and stuff, but we would like a little more big book recovery stuff because you haven't done it in a while. So I thought, okay, that is a fair request. So we're going to do that. Uh, step one: we admitted we were powerless over alcohol or fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. Um, that our lives had become unmanageable. So what do we mean by powerless? And did our lives become unmanageable because of alcohol, or was there something else going on? So we're going to be talking about step one in this show, step one revealed. And then next week, it'll be step two revealed, and so on <laughs> and so forth. I like doing this stuff, though. Yeah, yeah. And it takes you back in your head, I think. And we have a brand new contest that we're going to be doing. That we're doing. So at the beginning of every show, you're going to hear a sound bite. And it's called the Take 12 Radio Soundbite Contest. Very easy. <laughs> Is it? It's time to play Guess That Soundbite. 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 That's right. <laughs> okay, so what you have to do, now this is the trick, all right? You're going to hear the soundbite. I'm going to play it again, all right? And... Somewhere in the show, you're going to get a soundbite clue. <laughs> so you have to listen to the whole show to get the clue. Now, you may already know what the soundbite's from, but you have to email me the name of the show the soundbite is from and the clue. Ooh. Okay? And so the very first email... And they're timestamps, so I'll know. The very first email to come in, and here's the email address. Write this down. 
Take12Radio at Comcast.net. That's T-A-K-E, the number 12, radio at Comcast.net. So somewhere in the show, I'm going to give you the soundbite clue. So you have to send in the name of the, the, name of the show that the soundbite's from and the soundbite clue. Got it? What about the time of the soundbite on the show? That, no, you don't no? need to okay. do that. You just need to, you just, you're not going to know where it is unless, unless you listen to the whole show. <laughs> All right, so what are you going to win? What are you going to win? All right. <laughs> That's the important thing. Yes. All right. So uh, the, these retail for $25. Uh, Walking Through the Big Book with Chris Schroeder and the Monty Man. This is a comprehensive workshop, incredibly accurate tool for big book studies, workshops, treatment centers, sponsors, and the personal growth of anyone. With the desire to recover from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. Oh, that's cool. Uh, travel with Chris Schroeder and the Monty Man as they introduce you to the founders and participants of early AA. Meet the men and women of AA and hear their stories that you may have never heard before. Learn the true intentions of those who carried the spiritual message of recovery. And uh, here's some of the things that are going to be discussed uh, in this worship. Um, put the plug in the jug. What does that really mean? What about 90 meetings in 90 days? Where'd that come from? Were meetings a requirement to stay sober back in the day? Uh, who really wrote two wives? Uh, what is this higher power and God as we understand him deal? Who was the Oxford group? What role did women play in early AA? Has AA Change from the days of the founders. What's the difference between Akron and New York AA? How do you work the 12 steps according to the big book? Who are these folks mentioned in the big book with no names? Can I get sober in today's AA and grow in my spiritual walk? How can we pass on the wonderful healing message that's in the big book? What is the obsession of the mind and the allergy of the body? There's a whole bunch of stuff that is discussed in these workshops. There's 34 one hour workshops. So oh, there's wow. 34 oh. workshops on this on this on this uh, DVD. This is an audio DVD. Okay. So uh, this is the most comprehensive study of the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous to date uh, in audio format. And I got to tell you, it, it it is amazing. We have uh, we we sell these on our website, but we're going to give this away, one of these away, every week. So next week, we're going to announce the winner. Mm. And uh, so here's the soundbite once again. Remember, you need to know the name of the show it's from, and then you have to tell us what the clue is sometime later on in the show. Here's the soundbite again. Come and knock on our door. Come and knock on our door. We've been waiting for you. We've been waiting for you. There you go. So the name of the show and then the clue somewhere in the show and email us at take12radio at comcast.net. And if you're the first email, you you win a copy uh, of this DVD. There you Monty, go. Monty, Monty. Yeah. That actually sounds really interesting. It is. It I does. may have to purchase it is, one. It is, it is very good. But I know the no-name people. I know who they are. Do you? Oh. Do you? Yes. Do you? i turn your mic up a little bit. you got to eat your mic. Eat your mic. There you go. <laughs> I haven't eaten anything all day. I needed something. Yeah, really, right? <laughs> Fiber. Right? Oh, my goodness <laughs> sakes. Stop right there. Uh-oh. It's time for Monty Man's Weekly Wine. That's right. It is time for me to complain once again. <clears throat> all right. So uh, this week, I I, uh, I have two two wines this week. Remember, you guys can come up with your own wine if you got one. Just let me know <laughs> week in whining. advance. <laughs> <laughs> My whining. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Denver. <laughs> Marv smiled at that one. <laughs> okay, the the first one is grocery stores that change where they put their product. <laughs> oh, I lost the Hagen Dazs. <laughs> <laughs> I am so tired of getting used to a grocery store, right? Oh. And then you walk in one day, and first of all, you know, you got a bad back, you're elderly, you can't get around anyway. The little putt putt carts haven't been plugged in, so they're out of juice. So you can't you gotta you gotta walk around. Yeah. And it's like, where did the pop go? Well, it's over on the other end now. Why? Well, because it is. They never have a reason. What, did you get new stock in or something? Of another pro- no, we just what do you what are you people doing? In these stores to change everything. Where's the chips? 
The chips were right when you walked in. Now they're in the back. Why am I walking all the way to the back? I can't, you know, I can't find anything. The pet food is now on the left-hand side of the store, not on the right-hand side of the store. What is up with changing your products around? It doesn't impress me, and it doesn't impress anybody else. Stop it. Same product, new design. Same product design. Have you ever experienced that, Marv? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Doesn't that irritate you? (laughs) He's like, good wine. (laughs) I don't like it. I don't either. Uh, Well, you, Tony. (laughs) Uh, I don't really care. James Uh, does all the shopping. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think, Denver? (laughs) I'm with you. I'm not down to the plug-in carts yet, but yeah, really, I'm used to the chips being on one side of the store. Can you leave them there, please? Oh man. Oh god. And then, and then, and then the, the the basic family market. Here in Albany, just closed. <laughs> but they switched everything around too before they, they closed. They would switch everything around every couple of months. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I have no idea. Oh, we're remodeling. Where? I don't see anything remodeling. You're just switching your products around. I, I believe corporate every seven years does uh, that. I know that when I was doing signage for them, every seven years, say, for, well, whoever. Let's not mention names, but. Right. They, <laughs> <laughs> they would change it up every seven years. So right. I, I don't know why. James worked for Safeway. He probably may have a reason. I don't like it. Stop it. James, why do they do that? All right. Yeah. Here's, here's, my, here's my other one. Oh, good. Oreo cookies. What? What's wrong with Oreo cookies? Well, I love Oreo cookies. Oh, no. I know where this is going. Denver knows I oh, love Oreo yeah. cookies. All right. I used to hate Oreo cookies when I was a kid. I don't know what changed, but I love Oreo cookies. <laughs> now, now, keep in mind, the filling inside of an Oreo cookie is actually whipped animal fat. <laughs> it's lard is what it is. It's lard with sugar. That, that's all it is. So next time you want some of that stuff, they call it stuff, stuff in the middle, just take some Crisco oil, add some powdered sugar <clears throat> to it, and eat it. That's what it is. But that's not my complaint. <laughs> My complaint is remember remember the basic Oreo cookie, mm-hmm. and then they came up came out with double stuff, <laughs> and it was like yeah right double Crisco yeah double Crisco <laughs> double stuff right then they came out with Oreo thins yeah that made no sense okay now Oreo thins are what the original Oreo cookie was. <laughs> Double stuff is no longer double, and now they have mega stuff. Which is the original double which stuff. Which is the original double yeah. stuff. And they jacked the price up for each one of these, <laughs> and the Oreo thins are more expensive than the mega stuff. Well, yeah, because those are supposed to be quote-unquote better. I, They're not. But. Don't mess with my stuff. <laughs> you, know, you know, and it's the, same, it's the same thing they do with candy bars. Remember Giant Size? Mm-hmm. Well, the giant size is now the size of almost the size of the mini. <laughs> what? Did, did what you, people got to mess with my food? You went grocery shopping over the weekend, didn't you? Yeah, I did. <laughs> did you know though that originally, uh, because diabetes is a big issue now, right? Uh, original candy bars and servings were very uh, proportionate, and now if you read on labeling. Each can or candy bar is two servings. It's bigger than what it was, and if you're sure. con- if you're trying to be conscious of your carbohydrates and everything, you got to watch it. You just tear the <laughs> tear the wrapper open and mac it down, and you've ate four servings at two hundred and eighty carbohydrates, well, and yeah, you're off yeah. the scale. And, 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 and alcoholics, they're thinking right. Our thinking is this. Right, I only had one officer. Yeah. Right, so it's the same thing with the candy bar. I just ate one. We actually ate two. Yeah. Yeah, or but there's four. people like me that need that. Yeah, because you're hypoglycemic. I need like 10. Fortunately, we're having to walk to the back of the store to get it now because See, they've so rearranged it. That's right. Exercise. Whatever happened to the impulse counter where all the candy bars were? No, now they put stupid stuff there like. Chapstick and lighters and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and, and Febreze car scent <laughs> stuff that plugs into your that your, fall out your, your like vents a day later. into your car that don't work. And spinners, 
That's oh, and those things are spinners. so stupid. Yeah. I hate those fidget spinner things. <laughs> Fidgety, witty, blah, 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 Do they have some for horses? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I haven't asked you a horse joke yet in a while. All right, so that does it for the weekly wine. Uh, oh, weekly one. wine. If you got something that you want to whine about, please email me. <laughs> and we'll talk about it here at Take12Radio at Comcast.net. Do that. <clears throat> please. Please. <clears throat> please. All right, uh, we'll be back right after this really, really, really cool promo uh-huh. about Hope Fest 2017. Don't go away. Too much God talk for you? Then you've tuned into the wrong station. This is Take 12 Recovery Radio. Building relationships during recovery from mental and substance use disorders puts the strength of family and community behind you. We're all connected. Join the voices for recovery, strengthen families and communities. Check this out. Okie dokie. Some festivals are really great. Yeah. Some are excellent. Yeah. Some are big. Yeah. But this one is you. Yeah. It's the 6th Annual Hope Fest. Saturday, October 14th from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. And completely taking over the beautiful Prescott Courthouse Plaza in Prescott, Arizona. But wait, this isn't just any old event. No. This is a community service extravaganza. Well, heck yeah. Featuring the Hope Serves Community Resource Fair. Everybody loves a fair. Live music, local and national recording artists, Phenomenal guest speakers. Free family fun zone. Hey, the kids. Food, vendors, and so much more. That's the 6th Annual Home Fest, Saturday, October 14th in Prescott, Arizona. For more information, visit HopeFestAZ.com and celebrate, celebrate your recovery. You betcha. Welcome back. I think it's time for trivia. I think. Where's Cecil? Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have some fun now. There. All right, everybody. It's time for Take 12 Trivia. That's right. Brought to you by that award-winning recovery magazine, the 12-Step Gazette. Visit their website at 12stepgazette.com. Now take it away, the Monty Man! Thank you, you, Cecil. All right, uh, this week uh, is Big Book Trivia. Big Book Trivia. So don't worry, it's multiple choice. Don't get scared. Oh, I'm not. (laughs) All right, uh, in the chapter, How It Works. Oh, by the way, if you get it wrong... You get the fluff machine. If you get it right, your award is a buzzer and a bell and a, a honker thing. Oh, there yeah. you go. Excellent. That's your price. <laughs> All right. Uh, big book trivia. Uh, so play along, listeners. In the chapter, How It Works, in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, what is considered the root of our troubles? The root of our troubles. Here are your choices. A, excessive drinking. B, the love of money, or C, <laughs> <laughs> or C, selfishness and self-centeredness. What do you think, Denver? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's funny. <laughs> money uh, was an issue, but... Selfishness is going to be the answer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Tony? Agreed. What do you think, Marv? Yep. C. You guys are correct. It is <laughs> selfishness and self-centeredness. Okay, uh, number two, again in the chapter How It Works, following the statement, this is the how and why of it, what is the first directive? Is it A, we had to stop drinking, B, we had to quit playing God, or C, we had to recognize we were powerless over alcohol? Tony, what do you think? i say the last one. We had to recognize we were powerless over alcohol? Mm-hmm. What do you think, Denver? It'll be C. C? Okay, what do you think? Marv? What was C again? We had to recognize we were powerless over alcohol. Uh, B was we had to quit playing God, and A was we had to stop drinking. Yeah, C. C? We had to recognize we were powerless over Y'all said C? Well, you would be incorrect. What? (laughs) This is the how and why of it. First, we had to quit playing God. 
I almost went with I, that one too. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, me too. Yeah, I, I just think <laughs> we're all going to climb on that train. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we're all so, trying to play so God now. So the first directive is not <laughs> step one. The first directive is we had to quit playing God. I like playing God. Yeah, you do you? <laughs> <It's so laughs> Well, we doesn't don't... work. Yeah, I can, know. I can know. you and I have a talk? Sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, okay, uh, here's three. In the ABCs, in the chapter of how it works, the excuse me, the original manuscript reads a little differently than the editions we are now accustomed to. What we are accustomed to reading states, A, that we were alcoholic and could not manage our own lives. B, that probably no human power could have relieved our alcoholism and see that God could and would if he were sought. So here's your trivia question. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought those were the questions. No, those were the oh, state. Damn. Those were the oh, ABCs. All, all the above. <laughs> those were the ABCs. How many of these statements are different in the original manuscript? Oh, Here are your choices. Man. One of them, two of them, or all three of them. What do you think, Denver? Gee, give me some dice. I'm going to go with three. Three? What do you think, Tony? Let Marv go first. I'll okay. agree with him. <laughs> Are all three of these different in the original manuscript or one or two different? One. One? I'm going with Marv. One? I'm cheating. <laughs> Denver is correct. All three oh, are different. <laughs> I'm rolling the dice. Okay, so it in the original manuscript, it says, A, that you are alcoholic and cannot manage your own life. Oh, Jesus. B, that probably no human power can relieve your alcoholism. And C, Ooh. that God can and will, period. So it's all wording? Yeah, because the first says we were alcoholic. Yeah. Yeah, and the mm -hmm. other one... Uh, in see, C, the one that's most notable is in the uh, the editions we have now. It says God could and would if He were sought. It's conditional. Mm -hmm. uh, in the original manuscript, it simply says that God can and will, because God's ability to do this for us mm -hmm. is not based on our behavior. Yeah. So Bill had it right in the mm -hmm. original manuscript, and then they changed it. Um, one of the reasons they changed it from from we uh, from you are alcoholic to we were alcoholic is because people could stomach it a little better if they weren't being told why you are. So <laughs> they just said we. The old finger. Yeah, yeah. you bet. Don't and they then it states, get confused easily, and then I'm already confused. <laughs> What's confusing? I'm kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> so then the next statement, which is not in the editions we have. It says, if you are not convinced of these vital issues, you ought to reread the book at this point or else throw it away. Does it really? That's yes, the original. Does. That's the original. Yeah. <laughs> so so if you're not convinced, like it. read it again <laughs> See a or few toss it out. <laughs> That's a waste of time. If you're not convinced of this, don't even go any further. Because huh. it, it's true, and that speaks to no. That's part honesty, of, though. That's pure honesty. Yeah. So it's going to speak to kind of what we're going to be talking about. Step one, which is uh, talking about powerless and unmanageability. So there is uh, take two trivia this. Week. That's what Tony gets for following me. I know. <laughs> that's what I get for cheating. That's right. <laughs> Playing God. Lord, help me. Da -da 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 -da. That's it for take twelve trivia this week. Kaboom. <clears throat> All right. Uh, we're going to be talking about step one. Step one says we admitted we were powerless over. You can fill in the blank if you like. Uh, if you're going by uh, what's in the big book of AA, it says alcohol. We admitted we were powerless over alcohol, hyphen, that our lives had become unmanageable. Uh, now, so what do we mean by powerlessness? What do you guys think? What's, what's your take on that? Denver, what do you think? Powerless? Yeah. Um, <laughs> in simple terms, I didn't have control of it. Right. I can't control it myself. So once you put alcohol in your body. Yeah. Yeah, one cap full. Seriously. I, I mean, and I've tried and tested this. One cap full of that uh, Hood River. Right. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm out of control as far as the, I'm craving another drink. Right. So the phenomenon of craving happens to you, and you have no control over how much or how... The only control or... was what was in my wallet. If I had money, right. I, I'd find a way to get it. Right. So, yeah, I'm I, uh, powerless. 
Good, yeah. Good word. Yeah. Yeah. Tony, what about you? My, like, I lost the power to make a choice or to choose. Lost the power mm-hmm. in choice? Mm-hmm. Yeah, once you put it in your body. Yep. Yeah. It's done. Game over. Mm-hmm. Right? Marv? The inability to make things, people, places, and things mm. go my way. To go your oh, way. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Amen. Yeah. And as control freaks, mm-hmm. that's really kind of a bu- bummer, isn't it? That we, <laughs> we're not really in control. <laughs> that's a real bummer. <laughs> we're not God. So uh, um, in in the literature, um, it, it talks about, in, in most 12-step fellowships, it talks about being being driven. That we're no longer behind the wheel. We're actually being driven. You're in a back seat now, man. See, and people Something don't else understand is driving that. it. They're like, why can't right. you just say no? Right. Well, you can't because your brain is like, mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm there. That's what, like, there's a part in the book where they say the next thing I knew I was at the the, the liquor store, but however they put it in the book. Right. And that it was exactly me. Yeah. I had a thought or a taste of it, and I was like, I was there. So, swore, swore off in the morning and yeah, at the yeah. store. And so the, you bring up an interesting point when you say, you know, a lot of people don't understand that, mm-hmm. right? And, and it is. It's, it, it's, it, it's baffling. And we talk about it being cunning, baffling, and powerful. Um, it is baffling to not just us, but to our loved ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a friend. Who called me up the other day? Denver was in the car when he called, and he wanted me to explain to his girlfriend why she gets she brings beer home, mm. and then he drinks it, and then he's a mess. Uh. And he asked, he keeps asking her, you know, please don't offer me this. I mean, you may be able to drink, but I can't. Yeah. And she doesn't get it, and then she gets mad at him when he <laughs> becomes a mess. He says, "Well, quit bringing beer home." <laughs> mm. My suggestion was quit playing house with somebody that's bringing beer home. And maybe <laughs> that'll help. Um, but she doesn't understand. Mm-hmm. She doesn't understand. And nor should we expect her to. She's not alcoholic. but And she doesn't isn't informed. So he wanted me to, to have a chat with her. and, and uh, So we're working on that. But the deal of it is it is really hard for folks to understand, including ourselves, complete defeat. You know, in the 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, it says, you know, nobody likes to admit complete defeat. But something happens that never happens in the normal temperate drinker. Mm-hmm. Once we put alcohol in our bodies, we have little or no control how much or how often we drink it. Something happens to us. And it, it happens only to people that are allergic to alcohol. And mm-hmm. so um, if you don't have that, if you have complete control, you're probably not allergic. And But people have this attitude of, well, why can't you drink like a gentleman? Why can't you drink like a lady? Why can't you just have one? What's wrong with you? Well, I'll tell you what's wrong with us. <laughs> We're allergic. It's not a moral issue. It's just a medical condition. And we're powerless over it. Now, we're going to be talking later on as we go through these steps what the solution to that is. We don't, we're not, we don't want to leave you at powerlessness mm. because there is a power. There is one who has all power. That one is God, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. May you find him now, as, as, as the literature says, um, that can do for us what we cannot do for ourselves because wouldn't we have stopped if we could have <laughs> on, on our own power? I would have if I could have mm. or would I have? Would you have? That's like a cliffhanger. It is. Yeah. Would you have? I don't know. I was kind of having a good time. But you have to accept God in your life too. To they go hand in hand. Yeah. But wasn't it? Wasn't there some point when it was working for you, Marv? I was the alcohol working for you at some point. Tell you the truth, I never came to a point where it wasn't working for me. Ah. But you (laughs) know, everybody has a little different story. I was I was a binge drinker. Mm. Okay. So it's um, you know I'd go on a binge, and nothing much ever happened. Right during that time period, whatever it was. You're lucky. Do you remember? But Do you remember I, what happened? Uh, a little bit. A little much. bit. Um, so in between time, I was responsible and I went to work and 
Right. Blah, blah, blah. But the only problem is, is I still had to live with stuff going on between my ears. Yeah. That was probably the reason I drank. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. And once I started drinking, like we all know. Right. There, it was, there's not enough. There's not enough. Yeah. Yes, indeed. So was it working for you for a while? Oh, no. It never was was working. I was a complete idiot. (laughs) From the very beginning. Yeah. Yeah. I I, uh, never mastered it, I guess. Right. I went to jail. I got DUIs. I was like a felon. (laughs) You know? Now, now a a person can drink too much. Go to jail, get DUIs, lose family and loved ones, lose mm-hmm. jobs, and not be allergic to alcohol. Oh, no. No, that can, was. That can happen. Mm-hmm. So that isn't what makes you an alcoholic. And we're going to be talking about that later on uh, in the shows to come. What is the difference yeah, between but- a heavy drinker or an alcohol abuser and somebody who's actually alcoholic? But you you definitely were alcoholic. Yeah. And it- these things happened to you. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> so, That's a bit, well, basically about it. I was know, like those out things, the gate. Uh, <laughs> uh, those things happened to me, too. Yeah. But I wasn't smart enough to figure out that that's, that's what was going on. Yeah. Oh. The, the drinking part, you know. So why am I why am I getting a DUI? <laughs> Can't be the drinking. Then after you get sober, you're <laughs> I, like, what an idiot was I? <laughs> no, I actually, I never did. I've never had a DUI. Oh, I thought you said you did. But I have been in jail. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. And so, fights, and um, and you never you never associated it with the alcohol abuse. No. Oh man. Isn't that interesting? See, because a heavy drinker or uh, that isn't an alcoholic probably would mm-hmm. and would say this is this is what differentiates us a lot. Yeah. Would say I got to quit drinking. <laughs> uh-uh. But you didn't even associate no. it with that. It made me Not really. Hard. No. So why did you think me. you got into fights? Because you just were. A fighter guy, or I mean, what? What did you? Did my, you ever think about my why? attitude changed as the longer I drank? Right. I when I first started drinking as a young guy, I was a happy-go-lucky life of the party. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. And, yeah. and I had to drink to be able to do that. Right. As time went on and I got older, then um, there started to be. Uh, um, These issues of violence, right. a little bit of violence, and not getting along with my fellow man. Mr. Grumpy Pants. <laughs> Mr. Grumpy Pants. I cannot Pants. see that. You're such a gentle giant. The Grumpy Cowboy. But <laughs> <laughs> you, Denver, did you, um, did, it, did it work for you? <laughs> it worked beautifully for me for a while. <clears throat> for a while. Yeah. Uh, like Amar said, you know, I started out becoming a social drinker because it took the edge off. And right. I loved to dance, so it just worked out You love to dance. I want to see him dance. It, it worked out real fine. Uh, but somewhere over there, uh, it took its toll on me. And in answer to that, normal thinking, my normal thinking after my first couple duallys in the same month is I sold my vehicles and my guns because I knew I wasn't going to stop drinking. Uh, I climbed on a bus and I continued uh, my path of debauchery for uh, a number of years before uh, it finally settled in. That I had a friend once tell me that uh, the reason he quit drinking is nobody should have to put up with him because he did enough damage in life, and that always stuck with me. Nobody should have to put up with me when I'm drunk. Mm. And you know, we do a lot of damage when we're drinking. So. Yeah, um, recovery comedian Mark Lundholm. I love what he says. He says the difference between an alcoholic and, ad- and an addict, drug addict, is an alcoholic will get in his car, drive drunk, crash into a tree, and say, "And I need to quit driving." Is what he'll say. I'll, I need to quit driving. Right. Uh, uh, but an, a drug addict will do the same thing. They get high, get into the car, and drive and crash into the same tree. And just laugh and say, I'm glad it's not my car. (laughs) (laughs) Them low lives. I know. I know. I know. (laughs) So, 
Powerless is powerless. I mean, it, 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 if if you don't have the power to stop doing something, but you want to stop doing something, then you need a power, mm-hmm. right? Isn't that the dilemma? It's we need a power. So one of the things that Bruce used to say that I used to love is that if if I'm sitting in a room of 25 people drinking bad coffee and you're all powerless over alcohol and I'm powerless over alcohol, zero plus zero is zero. We all need a power greater than ourselves to restore us to sanity. Now, isn't it interesting? It isn't restore us to sobriety. It's restore us to sanity. We are strangely insane. And, and, and the word insanity, actually, and, and Denver learned this on the way up to Washington the other day. We were listening to a speaker tape. And, and, and the insane def- actually is a, is a courtroom thing. It was the insane defense. So they, they used to, uh, like, it was in Europe is where it came from. Hey, you stole an apple, they chopped off your hand. Well, they, they had to stop chopping off people's hands. So they came up with the insanity defense. This guy knows he's going to get his hand chopped off and he steals the apple anyway. That's crazy. Right. So they came up with the insanity plea. So doing something, even though you know what the consequences are going to be and still do it, something is wrong with your thinker. You're powerless over the way you're thinking. And so if you can't change that, then we would need a power. And that's what the 12-step model is all about. The 12 steps are not the solution. They point to the solution. They point to developing a power with a power greater than yourself to help you solve your problem. And I've said it before. If you're in a meeting that isn't about that, that's not Alcoholics Anonymous. Mm-mm. It may be called that, but that's not the AA program. That's just a gathering of people that are looking at having coffee and having a good time. And it's a good thing Uh to fellowship and all that. Um, So let's switch gears for a minute and let's look at the hyphen that our lives have become unmanageable. So step one revealed is we admitted we were powerless over alcohol or fill in the blank and that our lives have become unmanageable. Did our lives become unmanageable? Because of our drinking? What do you think, Denver? Uh, it contributed. Obviously, <clears throat> where I'm at now, my life was out of control because, uh, well, I didn't have the Lord in my life. You know, I was running, right. I was running my own program. I was playing God. So uh, you don't often see these things until later in life, maybe. I'm envious of people that get this early in life. I didn't get it that way. So uh, I'm kind of losing what I was thinking about there. That's okay. Yeah. Tony, what about what about you? Do you think your life had become unmanageable after you were drinking? Did the drinking do that? Or was your life unmanageable before? And I think it was before because it was my thinking which caused the drinking. Drinking's only the symptom. So you picked up, or the thinking's. What did they say? Yeah, the drink, the booze is just a symptom. Yeah. The drinking is a symptom. So you yeah. picked up because of your thinking. Mm-hmm. So I it never. Was there's a whole part. bunch of stuff. You know, it didn't have anything to do with my childhood or whatever. I just I never thought like other people. I thought, you know, hey, if I do this, I get this. Right. Or if I manipulate this, I can do this. Or even growing up, I would not even think like my siblings. And I think that's kind of where we have the sure imbalance still. Sure. Even uh, seven years sober, it's like we still have a hard time interacting sometimes. Right. Because I never got to really grow up with them because I was always thinking differently than them. So I don't know if any of that made sense. but it, Yeah, it does. And, and Marv, you, you had mentioned that things led up to why you drank. Right, so oh, your life most, was most certainly. Yeah. So your life was unmanageable before you ever picked up a bottle. Yes, yeah. But no, no boats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it certainly became unmanageable, <clears throat> or maybe worse. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> um. So I, I think I think 
sometimes the misunderstanding is that I drank and then my life became unmanageable oh. simply because it's in that order in, in step one. But that's, that's not really the case. We had problems and issues before we ever picked up. Yeah. And people think it's all only one thing or one part of your life. No, it's the. Yeah. Birth. Because a lot of friends and family will say if, if he would just stop drinking, all would be well. Or if this didn't yeah. happen, they wouldn't be drinking. That's what I always got. Right. If you didn't do this, you wouldn't be drinking. You know, um, I'll just say this real quick. The other day in a meeting, and the topic was about anger. Uh-huh. And I, what I pointed out um, to go along with what Tony was kind of saying there is you just take the word anger. And then like they used to do when we were in school with English teachers, right? they dissect a sentence. Mm. Adjective, pro, uh, pronoun, blah blah blah. Right. Well, you can do that with with uh, our character defects, like anger, self centeredness, uh, self pity, on and on and sure. on. Sure. And break down the reasons; they're not all the same. Right. And that's why unmanageability is so prevalent. Yeah. Because, you know, uh, I don't know about you guys, but I have to keep doing this thing over and over and over. And the reason is, is because every one of those little character defects has so many offshoots into yeah. your life of how they were caused and defense mechanisms and everything else. And uh, it's uh, a real mess. Mm-hmm. And that's why I need a higher power. Yeah. Yeah. Because... Left to my own devices, like Denver said, you know. You don't manage well. No. Yeah, so, and it's interesting because even in the New Testament, and Paul talks about dying to ourselves daily. This is over and over and over and over again. Yeah. You know, I remember somebody in a meeting years ago with this one guy would always complain about... All I hear is the same old thing over and 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 over. That was me. Was that you? Remember old Betty? Remember old Betty? Yeah. Old Betty goes, so what do you do? What do you do when you get up in the morning? I go to the bathroom. And then what do you do? I brush my teeth. And then what do you do? Well, then I get dressed. And then what do you do? And, you know, and, and she's, and then what do you do? What do you, what do you do the next day? You go to the bathroom, brush your teeth, get dressed. What do you do the next day? Life is the same thing over and over again. Get over it. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> wow. No, I heard the same thing from an old timer too. I I had totally forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> he just I mean, rattled, just, he just, rattled on about that. Uh-huh. It's just it's just kind of the way it is, and and I have to wonder. Maybe it's because we don't get it. We need to be reminded constantly. <laughs> yes. And people uh, are probably wondering why we're laughing about it. It's not because we think it's funny. Right. It's just we, can we identify. It is yeah. strangely funny, though. Well, I mean, because we're now, you know, <laughs> have some time under our belt so we can look back and laugh. So I want to throw it out there for, like, newcomers. We're not laughing at you. Right. No, no. So prior to this in how it works, and, I, and, and a lot of you listeners have heard this a million times, but, but, but let's really look at this. And I, I'm going I'm to give you some of the wording that was in the original manuscript here. In Chapter 5 in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, prior to the listing of the steps, this chapter is entitled How It Works. It says, rarely, rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our directions mm. that was the original word now it says path uh-huh. um so rarely have we seen that that's been our experience mm-hmm. rarely have and i gotta tell you i agree with that when people don't follow the directions they don't succeed at this thing uh-huh. when they do follow the directions the way they're lined out they do radio shows <laughs> they all get together and Eat things they shouldn't eat and <laughs> drink energy drinks. and But we're sober and we're living a life that is manageable today mm-hmm. because we followed directions. Mm-hmm. But the first requirement here was that we had to stop playing God, mm-hmm. which right there tells you I'm not powerful. 
And then you cannot fix or solve what you don't acknowledge. Mm -hmm. You have to acknowledge it. And step one does that. Well, now wait a minute. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm not disputing that. But people need to think deeper than that. Oh yeah, I and I and I think that's where that's why these steps continue. You just can't stop there. You got to go deeper than that. Why am I powerless? Why is my life unmanageable? Because we're ego driven. Oh, that's a very good point. We're ego driven. Well, and I think that's where a lot of newcomers like I was just like I don't have a problem. My ego got the best of me. That's why I relapsed three times before I sure finally. Got so it. explain what you mean by going deeper, Marv. Well. <laughs> Um, I don't know that I can, other than what I said a few minutes ago about right. what these character defects really represent is a lot more than, uh, well, let me just use a simple example. Uh, they talk about uh, you sober up a horse thief and you still got a horse thief. Yeah, okay. sober horse thief, yeah. Or, yeah. Right. But, um, you know, if I'm stealing, if I'm going into a grocery store and stealing candy bars, or yeah, the, that's a certain level, and I can recognize and I can say, okay, that's wrong, I can't do that, um, blah blah blah. But then, what's the compulsion behind doing that to begin with? What's right. the character defect that I have deep within me that's that driving me? That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and that's what I mean by. Uh, but then I realized after I said that that that's why we have to keep going. Yeah, and the, and that's 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 and we and we start seeing that stuff when we start doing inventory, and we're going to be getting into that mm-hmm. when we do the show Step Four Revealed. But yeah, you you just can't stop here. We're going to say I, I just love his example because mm-hmm. it's kind of like tree roots. This, uh, you know, the, the nerve endings on an issue go out, and you think, all right, here's the initial issue. Right. Well, that may be the initial issue, but there are so many little offsprings to that that can trigger that initial uh, feeling or, or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you, you get into this, and you start going farther into yourself searching and, and realizing, you know, this is a bigger issue right. than what it appeared to be. I came into... Uh, TC to quit drinking and found out uh, I got a lot of work sure. that I cannot do myself. And the, and that's the hook. Yeah. That's the hook is I want the pain to stop. I want to quit drinking. I want to quit using. That's the hook. But then we get into this thing and we find out what's really going on. <laughs> There's a lot more. You right? can even realize things years later that you didn't even think about when you first da- started. Daily. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean... So, like I still wonder why I'm an alcoholic and none of my family are. Sure. I still work Which with is that the genetic component. And, 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 and let me just say me. for 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 those that are members of the faith community that want to argue, well, this isn't an illness, this is a moral issue. Mm-hmm. Okay, listen, I, I get it. All illness, all disease, all sickness stem from rebellion stem from rebellion in the garden. Sin. We get that. Diabetes, heart disease, cancer, uh, everything. Mm. Alcoholism. Oh, well, that's not an illness. That's that's a moral choice. Who, ca- who cares? What is the solution here? The deal of it is all these things stem from rebellion. So we're not going to argue that point. Mm. The, the point is, what do we do with this now? And, and so some people have a genetic disposition to being allergic to alcohol. Once they put it in their body, they have little or no control over how much or how often they drink. People don't wake up and make the conscious decision <laughs> no. to crash their car into a tree. I'm going to go crash my car into a tree. I'm going to go lose my job that I've had for 20 years. Mm. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to go go kick the neighbor's dog across the street. I'm going to do that just because I want to. People don't do that. To do that would be what? crazy right insane (laughs) to do that means something is wrong and to do the same thing over and over again expecting different results we hear we talk about that is insanity same thing if you're powerless over alcohol and you when you put it in your body these things happen Mm -hmm. right you lose the power of choice now what about though the other piece 
Because people are saying right now, they don't understand this thing. They're going, well, then why put it in your body? <laughs> ah, man. Going back to some of the issues we were talking about that drive this thing. We are looking for things to fulfill us all the time. And we don't look at the only one that can do that, and that's God. Because we are egocentric. We are self-centered. And later on in the book, it talks about this, and was in the trivia questions. Mm -hmm. What is the root of our problem? We're selfish and Mm self-centered. That is the root of our problem. Is that sin? You bet. Sin is just an archery term. It means to miss the mark. Don't get all freaked out. Say, oh, you're getting religious on me. No, it's an archery term. Means to miss the mark or to fall short, where we get the word shortcoming. Mm -hmm. And later we're going to be talking about character defects and shortcomings. And and so uh, we we have to understand that there is something going on that is referred to as the obsession of the mind. Mm -hmm. It's something that happens when we're stone cold sober, not when we're drinking, not when we're using. Exactly. Or stone cold sober. Mm-hmm. And that's that thought pattern that says, this time I can drink like a gentleman. Mm-hmm. This time I can I can use dope like a lady. Whatever <laughs> that means. This time I can, can party with my friends and nothing will happen. It'll be fine. I'll just take $20 out of the ATM and no more. <laughs> that and, was me. <laughs> and it never works out no. that way. And that thinking happens in sobriety. Mm-hmm. So sobriety isn't the only thing here. We're talking about being learning to be in a state of recovered. And we'll talk about the difference between recovery and recovered later on as far as uh, what, what the book talks about. But let's look at this. Uh, rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our directions. Those who do not recover, recover, mm. are people who cannot. Okay, that's a person who doesn't have the ability Perhaps sociopathic, maybe, or will not. So there's two categories. There's people that can't mentally, and there's people that just refuse to. Yeah. Completely give themselves to this simple program. What is the program? The 12 steps. Mm -hmm. Usually men and women who are constitutionally incapable of being honest with themselves. So if you are incapable of being honest with yourself... You may not be able to tackle this. <laughs> you may need a power greater than yourself to do that. There are such unfortunates. They are not at fault. They seem to have been born that way. We're talking about mental illness here. Yeah. They are naturally incapable of grasping and developing a manner of living. The original manuscript says a way of life, mm-hmm. which demands rigorous honesty. Bill Wilson had a way of saying the same thing over and over again using different words because he knew we learned by repetition. Mm-hmm. So this is this demands rigorous honesty. Their chances are less than average. There are those two who suffer from grave emotional and mental disorders, but many of them do recover if they have the capacity to be honest. So three times it talks yeah. about being honest. <laughs> he drilled that in there. He really drilled that in there. It says, our stories disclose, what stories? The stories in the back of the book. Mm-hmm. In a general way, what we used to be like, what happened, and what we are like now. If you have decided you want what we have. doesn't say you have to have this perfected. You just, you just want, want it. What is it that we have? Is it sobriety? No, no, no. It's this relationship with a power greater than ourselves that has restored us to sanity. That's what we have. And if you want that and are willing to go to any length to get it, that means putting your own agenda aside because it ain't working for you. Then you are ready to take certain steps. And the original manuscript says, then you are ready to follow directions. I almost like That's the original better than the revised one. Yeah. So. Because there's people like me out there that need that raw honesty. And I I feel now hearing that, the edition I have, I think third or fourth, it's a little softer, like, oh, well. Sure. No, 
we'll help you along, but well, yeah, and we, you know, they tried to do this to make it more palatable for people, and I and I understand that. I get the heart behind it, and and it works well. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I think there's things lost in the translation exactly. that maybe we really, if we're really getting down to the nitty gritty of this thing. Now we we can go we can go forwards here and go our description of the alcoholic. Now remember that somebody who, when they put alcohol in their body, they have little or no control over how much or how often they drink, or if it's an addict, little or no control how often they use. And when they're stone cold sober, they're obsessed by the idea that they can do this thing. Mm-hmm. That's insane. That's the alcoholic the description of the alcoholic and you find that where in the doctor's opinion mm-hmm. that's in the beginning of the book the next part it says our chapter to the agnostic that's coming up later mm-hmm. all right that's the person that has decided that they just <laughs> don't know agnostic a means no gnostic means knowledge they just don't know they're not sure they want facts right and our personal adventures, what are those? Those are the stories in the back. Before and after make clear three pertinent ideas. And the first one, step one, is that we were alcoholic and could not manage our own lives. Mm-hmm. That's step one. You cannot fix what you don't acknowledge. And that's basically the bottom line to that, is I'm in trouble. Mm-hmm. Now, next week, we're going to talk about step two being revealed, you know, and we're moving into the solution to that. Mm-hmm. What's that about? So this one is really talking about recognizing my condition and that I'm in deep weeds. And that's with anything in life. That's what I love about step. You can use them in everyday life along with golf yeah. course, too. So. so the lady at the cash register who's just a horse's batootie, and she's the only register open, mm-hmm. right? Can I control her? No. No. I'm powerless over her choices, aren't I? Mm. She makes her decisions. Am I going to allow her attitude to cause me to be unmanageable? <laughs> I might. The, the salad bar comes to mind. I'm sorry. The salad bar. Yeah. <laughs> Am I going to allow that grocery store changing their products over and over again? <laughs> yeah, you know. we, we can apply this pretty regular. You yeah. can. You really can. And, and, and so we, we do that tongue-in-cheek, the Monty Man's Weekly Wine, you know. But it does come from an area of, doggone it, I, I want my way. Mm-hmm. And it's just the way I vent. Trying to be God. Quit it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh, you know what? You know what it's time for? The soundbite clue. Ooh. Okay. See, so, I thought you were going to slip that in. I've been listening. Yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> All right. Like, the, sa- the soundbite clue, are you ready? Is Mr. Roper. Ooh. Mr. Roper. That's the soundbite clue. So if you if you're doing this doing this contest, you got to tell you got to email us what the soundbite is, and you got to tell us what the soundbite clue is. So that clue is Mr. Roper, and I'm not going to tell you what the show's from. So email us at Take Twelve Radio Comcast on that. And James, no, I won't email it for you. Yes. All right, our closing our closing song is by Michael Purrington uh, and the Messengers, and uh, it is really a fun little ditty. It's called the Shrink. And the drunk. And the shrink and the drunk. And what a ditty it should be. And what a ditty it should be. And ditty What's a ditty? A ditty. Hey, listen, before we play that, a ditty? It's a little, it's a little it's song. A little, it's, it's a little, little jig. What's a ditty, Mark? It's a jig. A ditty. Uh, it's a little, it's a ditty, right? You caught me sleeping here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll have to Google it. It's an old time term for just a, a little rhyme or just a. Yeah, a happy something. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm. Okay. Makes, makes so, you want to tap your. Feet. So listen, everybody. <laughs> li- li- listen, listen to me here. Um, if you want to download these shows, you can download them at Take Twelve Recovery Radio dot There you'll find the app. You can put it on your smartphone. 
You can listen to it in your car if you have Bluetooth capability or in your house. You don't have to be on your computer. It's all for fun and for free. You can subscribe on Podomatic and you'll get an update. Or if you like the YouTube version, we got a YouTube version with brand new pictures. You saw them today if you're watching on YouTube um, and all that kind of good stuff. And don't forget to like on Podomatic so we can see all the demographics. And cool yeah, if you watching. like, every time you listen, click the like button. So that helps us with our demographics and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I got to give you that thing again so you can read that at the end. <laughs> I have it almost memorized. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, here's Michael Purrington with The Shrink and the Drunk. A ditty. <laughs> it's a ditty. <laughs>
of clarity. Don't know why I agreed to take that walk, but I went to that meeting and I heard them all talk. Nowadays I'm working on my eight-step list. Thanks to that psychiatrist, I haven't had a drink in a long, long time. And you know what? That drink didn't charge me a dime. The Shrink and the Drunk by Michael Burrington. Visit his website at quitdrinking.com. Hey, listen, until our next broadcast, this is the Monty Man along with the Take 12 Recovery Radio family, and we are wishing God's perfect serenity for you. Bye-bye now. This has been a broadcast of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting. She's a super cat, super cat, she's super kitty, meow. Yeah, kitty, 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 meow. <laughs>